Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas hanging out with you, filling in for the guys today. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at HDouglas83. You can also always join the conversation. We're asking you, what does Bill Russell mean to you? Give us a call. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. We've been unpacking a lot on today's show. We are awaiting the Deshaun Watson news. It is expected that we are going to get word of his suspension. If Sue Robinson, the independent arbitrator, finds a violation of the league's conduct policy and issues a suspension, we are expecting that news to come down over the next hour or so. We will definitely be bringing that to you here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. But Harry, today is a day of celebration. We are celebrating the life of Bill Russell, just a legend on and off the court, eight straight titles, 11 overall during his NBA career. He passed away at the age of 88 with his wife by his side. And to help us with the conversation surrounding Bill Russell, we bring in Stephen A. Smith. He needs no introduction, but I'll do it anyways. First take, Stephen A.'s world. And Stephen A., thanks so much for joining us. I keep saying when Harry and I are talking here about Bill Russell that to me the most remarkable thing is that we're talking about a player who did win 11 titles in 13 years and has all the accolades anybody could ever have in basketball, and yet the starting point with everybody when they talk about Bill Russell is actually what he did off the court and not on the court. Well, without question. I appreciate y'all having me. I mean, it's just one of those things where you just look at his career and you marvel at the level of greatness he exhibited, but the circumstances under which he did it. And that's what really resonates with everybody else. And that's why the first thing that comes up is all he did off the court. When you talk about Muhammad Ali being the greatest of all time, when we talk about, you know, boxing and what have you, why do we say that? We say that because when you think about Muhammad Ali, you think about what he endured and what he overcame. Well, then think about Bill Russell eight consecutive championships, 11 championships in 13 years, nine championships in 10 years. You look at all of these different things, and then you think about where he was playing at the time that he was accomplishing that, Uh, regardless of what people want to say about Boston right now. It was nothing compared to what it was back then. And so hostility, venom, vitriol consistently thrown in his direction being an African-American, fighting the fight that he's had to fight on so many occasions. Uh, Not only did he succeed in terms of winning championships, he was the face of a franchise, even though Red Auerbach was because he was the great coach that he was. But the bottom line is, as a player, it was about Bill Russell and Bob Cousy. And then you take into account some of the things that he was willing to fight about off the court, not just for himself, but how he, along with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and various others, Jim Brown and others, came to the aid of Muhammad Ali when Muhammad Ali was exiled from the sport of boxing and was stripped of the heavyweight crown because of his refusal to be inducted into the Army. You take all of those things into consideration, along with the times that he was dealing with the civil rights era, uh, civil rights, voting rights, the list goes on and on. He was a part of it. He was in the trenches, um, and he fought on behalf of those who were disenfranchised, less privileged than himself, and he had to endure hellacious circumstances in order to withstand all of that. Yet he did it anyway. 
And so that's what stands out in your mind above any and all else. And that's why that's what comes about. Because in the end, we all are where we are today because of people like Bill Russell. And as it pertains to the National Basketball Association specifically, the league is never where it is today if it were not for that man. Stephen A., how big of an impact has Bill Russell's activism um, have on players in today's game? Well, I think it does. I think that when you look at today's player, obviously some would lament the fact that, you know, it's real easier for them to take the, the, the stances that they take because it's an exorbitant amount of dollars that they receive. It's generational wealth, per se, et cetera, et cetera. But give respect where respect is due. One of the things that resonated with me, Harry, was when I was covering the NBA finals years ago, uh, you know, between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, it was LeBron James. Uh, he was back in Cleveland. He didn't have the services of an injured Kyrie Irving available to him and injured Kevin Love available to him. His his next star was Matthew Dellavedova. That was the player that he had to rely upon most before they lost that series to the Cleveland, to the Golden State Warriors in six games. And one of the more iconic moments for all of us was when we saw LeBron James walk towards midcourt right before the tip-off. And then he turned around and gave a respectful and, and you know, deferential bow to Jim Brown because of all Jim Brown had done. Well, this is how people felt whenever they were in the presence of Bill Russell. Whether you were a player, a coach, a reporter, the man was an iconic figure, um, and he was deified in a lot of our eyes. And so when we saw him, it just resonated with us in such a profound fashion that whether figuratively or literally, we all essentially bowed to him, his greatness, his willingness to fight that fight, um, and, and how he just stood as a mountain of a man spiritually, soulfully, physically above us all. And that's when you think about players and any time anybody talks about him or allude to anything about him, that's how you speak of him. It's not just because he was an 11-time champion over a span of 13 years. It wasn't just because he was a black man who was the first black man to be a head coach in the National Basketball Association as a player coach, but won back-to-back titles as that. You considered him the ultimate leader. You considered him all about business. You considered him the ultimate selfless individual. And then you take into account how he did all the things that he did off the court. Um, And there's just no way to put it other than when you think about the Mount Rushmore of all of sports, there is no one in the world of sports who would dispute that he belongs on it. You can't have a a Mount Rushmore in the world of sports without having Bill Russell on it. Stephen A., we, I was on ESPN Radio, uh, ESPN Primetime yesterday, and we had a caller call in from the city of Boston. And she said, Bill Russell, the city of Boston needed Bill Russell, but the city of Boston necessarily didn't deserve Bill Russell. What are your thoughts on that statement that the young lady Ariel said from Boston? Well, I think that that is accurate. But I also think that during the times that we were li- that he was living in, uh, very few cities, if any, deserved to Bill Russell, because what was going on in the city of Boston was permeating through a lot of the states in the United States and throughout this union. Uh, we understand that civil rights legislation 
was enacted in 1964, that voting rights uh, followed in 1965. And we also understand, despite all of that, the trials and tribulations, inequality, racism, prejudice, etc., has existed and permeated through our society like a virus for many decades before and since. And so when they, she says what she said about Boston, um, I'm not disagreeing with her one bit. What I would say is that Boston wasn't the only city that was not deserving of Bill Russell. Almost any city at that time, they would have had the same stigma attached because of the behavior that was being put on public display, unapologetically so, for so long. Stephen A. Smith joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. So, Stephen A., it's like I said, we spend so much time, of course, talking about the impact that Bill Russell had off the court. But let's quickly touch on his impact on the court because the way that he played the game, I mean, I think it sets the stage many decades later for the athletic big man, an art that's been perfected now in 2022. Tell me a little bit about your assessment of how Bill Russell impacted the actual game of basketball on the floor. Well, he was a brilliant basketball player. He knew what he was doing from opening tap to the final buzzer. Um, and a lot of times he would lure guys into doing things uh, that was dis- to their disadvantage when the game really, really counted. What mattered to him most was the bottom line and how you got there. Um, did you exercise your level of intellect? Were you selfless and did you think team first instead of your individuality? Uh, and were you about winning? Did it come down to that? Because think about the greatness of Bill Russell. You know, you got people, I remember I'm watching part three of the Derek Jeter series, and people were equating on that series, they were equating Derek Jeter to Alex Rodriguez. And they talked about how Alex Rodriguez wanted to be great, and he wanted to be a great player. And they talked about Derek Jeter, and all he concerned himself about was winning. And so you saw the difference in their resume in terms of championships because you have a guy in G that was a five-time champion and Alex never won until he got to the New York Yankees. Well, you look at Bill Russell and you think about the greatness of Will Chamberlain, a man who once averaged 50 points in a game a season, a man who once scored 100 points in a game, a man that you know could you know would re- would rebound uh, with a level of of just dominance that was unrivaled by anybody this side of Bill Russell. But Bill Russell rebound the basketball. He's a shot blocker. He ran like a gazelle. He ran the court better than most guards. And he'd block a shot and still be the first one down on the offensive end after blocking the shot. He was just that kind of a figure. But more importantly than anything else, it was his leadership. And that was exemplified by the fact that he was ultimately named a coach. And to be a coach and to be a player's coach and to win back-to-back titles, you know, that's not something that you see. It's not normal, but it was for Bill Russell because when you're about winning, you figure out what it takes to get the job done, and that was his primary objective. It was about being selfless for the betterment of the whole and the greatest outcome imaginable, and that's what comes to your mind. And saying that, how do you think Russell would have fit in today's game as we see it right now? Well, it's real easy for those to say he would not have been able to take it. He probably would have retired, et cetera, et cetera. But then you see champions like the Steph Currys and the LeBron James of the world and others, and you look at the level of selflessness that they exhibit. Well, where did they learn it from? 
they learned it from the likes of a Bill Russell. And so the belief is, is that what Bill Russell was able to do back in the day, the talent probably wouldn't allow him to win 11 titles in 13 years this go-round. But would he have won several titles? Without question, because his goal was about figuring out a way for the collective whole to be the greatest they could be. And when you look at a champion on this particular day, we look at Steph Curry. What do we say about him? This is the greatest shooter we've ever seen in our life. But what you hear from Steve Kerr, when you hear from Joe Lacob and Peter Goober, what you hear from the Draymond Greens, the Clay Thompsons, and guys like that, is the level of selflessness that he continues to put on display. Steph Curry is going to do Steph Curry. He's going to get his. He's never concerned about that. What he's concerned about most is doing what's in the best interest of the team. And the fact that he's a four-time champion really crystallizes that reality because you can't pull that off in this day and age if you're about you instead of it being about we. And Steph Curry has always been about we, which is why everyone marvels at his greatness. And he is more celebrated than one could have ever imagined because he puts himself second and puts the team interest first. And that has enabled the Golden State Warriors to win four championships and go to six finals in the last eight years. Those are the kind of things that stand out. You learn stuff like that from a Bill Russell. That's the icon that set the standard upon which champions followed, which is why Magic Johnson, who I spoke to last night, was calling him his idol, which is why Michael Jordan talked about what he's meant to the game and to the world. These are champions, Magic five championships, Jordan six championships, Steph Curry four championships, LeBron James four championships. Everyone is deferential to the greatness of Bill Russell. That would be the reason why. Yeah, Bill Russell certainly set the standard in terms of championships. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., we really appreciate your time. I know you're technically on vacation. I think you're rehabbing an injury. We hope that you're feeling better in that regard. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Take care. We are asking for your phone calls here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Amber Wilson, and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. You can always join the conversation on the call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We love to hear from you, and we've been asking you, what does Bill Russell mean to you? Thanks for being patient, James, Frank, Travis. Wade. we see you all on the call-in line. Let's get to some of your calls now. James is in Long Island. James, what did Bill Russell mean to you? He's an awesome champion on and off the court. I watched Bill Russell play on the TV. Tim and Chandler going at it. And I learned a little defense from a lot of defense. And defense, Bill Russell changed the game with his defense abilities. Great champion, silver race champion. Yep, he changed the, he changed the game. And that uh, he was a voice for the voiceless. People that didn't have a voice. He, he stood was, out. He was that. He absolutely stood out. He he changed the game. He changed the country. He changed the world. He changed the world of sports, Harry. And what a treat to be able to see Bill Russell play. Obviously, you and I never got to see him play. You heard Stephen A. talk about his impact on and off the court. One of the things with Bill Russell is that he was so aware of what 
he was good at. He knew about his bread and butter, but he always said that he could have done more where he said, I can ball handle, but I recognize that there's other people on my team that are much better at that, right? Like he sets the stage for sort of the future of the athletic big man, but he knew in his era what was expected of him, what he was great at, and he was able to contribute in that way. And I think that's what Stephen A was alluding to when he was saying that it was team basketball for Bill Russell. He knew how to get everybody involved and he knew how to be the best facilitator possible in that regard. Well, him, uh, Bill Russell understanding that allowed him to win 11 NBA championships, right? You don't win that many championships because you're selfish and you want all the attention. You want everything to be about you. A part of you has to defer and be like, you know what? There are other guys on this team that can do great things. Let me let those guys shine and do their things as well. And the results of it is 11 NBA championships. And not just that. It just didn't start in the NBA. He won two NCAA championships. He won a gold medal. So whatever Bill Russell was, he won because he exemplified what team basketball was. And he had a, a big piece of selflessness, a part of his, his, his repertoire. Frank is in Massachusetts. Frank, what do you have for us on the life and legacy of Bill Russell? That um, I just wanted to say that um, the examples that he said, with, I mean, that he set with what he said and what he did, it wasn't just for Afro-Americans. It was for other minorities as well. I am um, Puerto Rican, and I lived in, uh, in a predominant white community, and I was one of the two only speaking um, Spanish families in that area. And I had to send my brother and my sister off in a different direction so they wouldn't be exposed to the things that I was exposed to. And he showed me never to give up and not to let others define who you are. Definitely a trailblazer that expends far beyond just African-Americans. I mean, to that caller's point, Harry, Mm -hmm. his life, his legacy is impacted, frankly, everybody. It impacted the entire country. It's why you're seeing the outpouring of support. And again, I mean, it can't be overstated, his impact on the court as well. Wade is in Kentucky. Wade, what do you have for us on Bill Russell? Oh, man, he was not just a basketball player. He was a father to people who believe just like him that everybody is equal. Everybody, women, children, men, color, it doesn't matter. I I mean, he is a father to what I believe and I'm, and people like me. We need more people like that and we're getting them because of him. And it's an honor to have actually been able to live while he lived and seen what he's done. I'm 52, I'm white and... I do not understand why people cannot see the beauty in what this man did for our society and for our peoples of all genders and races. And it's just an honor. And it broke my heart when I saw that he passed. I wish I had been able to shake his hand and say, thank you for being who you are. That's basically all I can say because I break down. It kills me. We lost a legend, not just as a basketball player, but as a human being and And a leader and a friend. I love showing your uh, vulnerability, and I think one of our other callers recently, you can hear it in you guys' voice on how much Bill Russell uh, means and meant to y'all in this world, in this country, and we're grateful for it because it's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to celebrate his life. But we appreciate y'all calling in and showing the vulnerable side of, of what 
of how Bill Russell uh, impacted your life and, and what he meant to y'all as well. So we appreciate all you callers calling in. And it's okay. It's okay to smile. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to cry. Uh, everything is okay, especially in this case, because Bill Russell was a phenomenal man. He was a phenomenal basketball player, but he was a phenomenal uh, civil rights activist. He was a phenomenal man just in general. So we love uh, all of you callers showing your emotions, whether it's laughing through the great times or being sad because he's passed away. But he passed away peacefully, and he's definitely in a better place right now. He passed away with his wife by his side, peacefully, according to his family. And we are celebrating the life of Bill Russell, but we absolutely appreciate the emotion. We appreciate all of the phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So coming up next here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we will get to more of your Bill Russell phone calls, plus a ruling in Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson's disciplinary case is expected today. We will keep you fully updated on that. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. We are presented to you by Progressive Insurance, Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. And we have breaking news, Harry Douglas. It is the news that we have been waiting for, that we have been waiting for, frankly, for months on end, particularly for the last month since Deshaun Watson's disciplinary hearing. Sue L. Robinson, the independent arbitrator appointed by the NFL and the NFLPA under the new CBA, has issued her ruling. We have now found out through our very own Adam Schefter that she has found that there was a violation of the league's conduct policy. Because remember, she could have found there was none, and then the NFL would not have been able to appeal, and there would have been no suspension. She has found that there is a violation of the personal conduct policy. She has issued a six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. 
Now we know that either side has three days to appeal that ruling, so the clock will start ticking. We also know that yesterday, before this news officially broke, that the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's camp had released a joint statement where they very, 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 very strongly implied that they will not appeal a ruling. It left both you and I with the indication that maybe they knew that this was going to be a favorable ruling to their side of things, meaning something less or maybe significantly less than the year that the NFL was requesting. And now we know six games is significantly less in an extended season now moving forward than the full year season-long suspension that the NFL was requesting. Yeah, and based off what the NFLPA, the statement that they put out this morning, um, saying that they wasn't going to uh, appeal the decision that Sue L. Robinson came down with, and we now know that's going to be six games, it basically told me everything I need to know, that it was going to be between four and eight games. Now, me personally, I thought a year, um, outside of the you know, the, the stones that I may have uh, heard of gotten, I, I thought a year, um, not to even say that a year is enough, but I think the thing that's getting lost in all of this is that we have to put at the top of the spectrum protecting women, right? And I think that's one of the things that, 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 that is getting a little bit lost in this whole ordeal is that we got to protect women at all costs, whether it's within the confines of the National Football League, whether it's outside of football, whether it's in uh, life period. That's just one of the things I think we need to do a better job of in this country is protecting women at all costs. That's unquestionable. And I think some people might be surprised with the length of this suspension. Now, there are some things to keep in mind when we talk about what happened with Sue Robinson's analysis and this disciplinary hearing. First of all, Sue Robinson, from what I understand from the hearing, four women testified. Because remember, he had settled 20 of those lawsuits right before this hearing. So mm-hmm. that would have meant 20 of those women, most likely as part of those settlements, signed an NDA. They're not going to be testifying against Deshaun Watson at a disciplinary hearing. So as I understand it, there were four women that she was reviewing testimony from in issuing her decision. Also, she is issuing a decision based on the violation of the league's conduct policy. She is not issuing a decision based on the validity of each of these individual civil suits. So keep that in mind. Things that go into that analysis, Harry, are are things like the lack of discipline against NFL owners who also have been accused of things like sexual misconduct in the past and workplace allegations. We know that's happening right now with Daniel Snyder. Believe this, the NFLPA absolutely was arguing that that should be probably taken into account against the league when the league is asking for a year-long suspension. None of this has a precedent. However, things like that absolutely were brought up. And then, of course, some also of the players in the past under the old CBA, so not necessarily apples to apples, but the types of suspensions that they had received in the past for similar ordeals or similar accusations as it pertained again to those four remaining civil suits and the women that did actually appear in front of Sue Robinson. So all of that to keep in mind when you are discussing the Deshaun Watson disciplinary action, but at least we have an answer now, an initial answer. We have an answer from Sue Robinson. That's not the final answer because now we will wait to see if the NFL will appeal this decision. Also, the NFL PA could as well and Deshaun Watson's camp. But with six games, it feels like that would be an NFL appeal if anybody's appealing this. And then, of course, we did have the statement from the NFL PA suggesting that they probably are not going to appeal this decision. 
what's strange about the situation that we're in now. The NFL will have three days to appeal this, Harry. Mm -hmm. And under this CBA, the NFL has the power to appeal this decision to itself. Don't forget, the NFLPA agreed to give that power to the NFL in collective bargaining this current agreement. And so now we wait to find out if they're going to essentially appeal the decision to themselves, which would essentially mean Roger Goodell could overrule this decision. And if he did overrule this decision, I would imagine that the NFLPA will be running to some sort of federal court, probably venue shopping a little to try to find some sort of favorable judge who might uh, feel differently than the NFL in this situation. Yeah, I think one of their rebuttals is going to be simply something that you just brought up when it came to a guy like Daniel Snyder, right, who we've seen in the workplace has not been uh, great at all when when it comes to the Washington Commanders. You see stuff like Robert Kraft in the massage parlors and stuff like that. Uh, just something that came up. I even bring up Kyle McNair, who at one point said he didn't want the inmates running the prison yard, like things like that. So when you look at owners right now in the National Football League, in, in which the owners are Roger Goodell's boss, right? They pay him his money. He's the boss, so basically he has to answer to them. Those guys do, or those women, I would say both, because we have both men and women as owners, um, don't get the same treatment or standard when it comes to being disciplined as you would say players. And that's going to be the NFLPA's one of their stances is that you don't take this seriously when it comes to NFL owners. Now, granted, those are your bosses and they pay you. Why do you take it? Why, why do you hold players to a different standard that you hold the NFL owners to? Right, I think and the CBA, don't forget, applies to exactly. It applies to everybody who works Correct. within the NFL, not just players. And so that's what's important here when you are having a challenge under a CBA policy like the league's conduct policy as it's outlined in the CBA. Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, was just on Get Up. She said this is the result that the Cleveland Browns were hoping for. Six games is within what the the Browns thought in that building. They were thinking six to eight games for months. So if if you're in that building right now, you have to be relieved. Because think about it. DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for six games for a PD violation. Um, so the, the Deshaun Watson situation, as, as Schefter has been saying all morning, the NFL was pushing for a year-long suspension. So the Browns suspected this could be a possibility and they've been preparing for this inevitability and now they know exactly where they stand it does feel uh interesting to me that we are talking about six games in an extended season i think some people harry thought that it would be more than that because of what we're talking about here and the number of accusations but again that analysis from sue robinson doesn't come down to evaluating each and every one of those civil actions necessarily that was at one point filed against deshaun watson so her analysis ends up in the result of six games for a multitude of reasons And that means, in terms of the Cleveland Browns, Harry, that Deshaun Watson, as it stands right now, again, the NFL may appeal this decision, as it stands right now, Deshaun Watson will not be available under center to the Cleveland Browns against the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers, the Falcons, the Chargers, and the New England Patriots. There is one team on that list that I think uh, is incredibly problematic in the Los Angeles Chargers, and otherwise... This schedule works out quite well in the na- in the face of this suspension. Oh, yeah. And if you look at it right now, when he's going to return, he's going to return at Baltimore. 
against the Ravens. And then the following week, they play on Monday Night Football on Halloween, October 31st, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And then they go against the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the next five games are against primetime opponents and and teams that they actually need to win. And uh, four of those games are AFC games. And you always want to win the games in your division, but you especially want to win your AFC games because when it comes down to tiebreakers, uh, playoff scenarios, they look at your AFC record and how many wins do you have, especially against likely opponents if it's somebody that's neck and neck with you as well. Don't forget, we won't see him on the field under center for Falcons, Chargers, Patriots, but he will be there behind the scenes at the facility practicing with the team for those last few weeks that he's suspended. He is able to do that. That's probably likely important to the development of a quarterback who obviously hasn't played football in a long time. We're seeing him in training camp, uh, training camps right now. We're just going to pads this week. He's going to be allowed to participate in that. Then he's going to miss essentially a few weeks of the season and practicing for his team where he won't be able to be at the facility at all whatsoever, but then he will be there for the back end of that suspension in terms of practicing, developing that rapport with his receivers and getting more assimilated to this Browns offense. So a lighter maybe suspension than many suspected. We do now have the news, according to our very own Adam Schefter, Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games We will stick to this story coming up next. We will ask Mike Wilbon his thoughts on Deshaun Watson. And of course, we will continue to honor the life and legacy of Bill Russell. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. We are reacting to the news that we now know that Deshaun Watson has been suspended six games. That decision comes down from Sue L. Robinson, the independent arbitrator that was appointed by both the NFL and the NFLPA under the new CBA, Harry. And what it basically amounts to is if you look at the Deshaun Watson schedule, that there's one divisional opponent 
that they're going to be taking on without Deshaun Watson under center. When you're looking at this schedule, just from a football perspective, not discounting every, anything in terms of the analysis of Sue Robinson or any of the accusation against Deshaun Watson, but if we're looking at the football component of this, this schedule is working out quite nicely if, in fact, your quarterback is going to be suspended for a significant period of time. No, but Amber, when I look at it, he, they're not, they won't face any divisional po- opponent within the first six games. They, they don't face it a, a divisional opponent until Deshaun Watson actually comes back on October 23rd, which would be the Baltimore Ravens, and then right after that one, it would be Cincinnati. So that's kind of a, another another way you got to look at this as well because uh, – if, if well, they face the Steelers, I think, is where I was oh, having. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, I, they do face the Steelers on right. week three. I, so they have one divisional that's, that's, that's opponent on, that's my fault. You're right. in the first six weeks. But otherwise, you're right. I mean, there's one there's one game with one divisional opponent. And otherwise, you're right. I mean, this is stacked on the back half of their schedule for divisional opponents. And that's important because, like I just mentioned earlier, when you have tiebreakers that need to be broke, the division record, your record against AFC opponents – all those things matter, and they play a major factor in how you break tiebreakers. So them playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we don't even know the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they're going to be in week three because they have a new quarterback, whether it's going to be Mitch Trubisky or is it going to be Kenny Pickett. We don't know how they're going to be. They also had the worst run defense in the league last year. They were 29th in rushing the football, so they still have some questions to fill out uh, their team. So Things are looking favorable right now for the Cleveland Browns when it comes schedule-wise. Things are looking favorable from that regard. It's never favorable if you're missing your quarterback for six games, right? So if you're going to, though, uh, missing your quarterback against these teams that have the question marks, which you mentioned the Steelers quarterback question mark, I mean the Panthers – quarterback question mark the Jets uh, have a sophomore quarterback they're trying to develop the Falcons have a a quarterback with durability questions who might be a one-year rental I mean the Patriots have a sophomore quarterback who's continuing to develop the way that this schedule works out is pretty remarkable for the Cleveland Browns this is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at HDouglas83. We are reacting to the breaking news in the NFL that Deshaun Watson has been suspended six games, according to our very own Adam Schefter. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. And now a no frills ad brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See, just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. See if you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or at Progressive.com. So let's bring in some help with the Deshaun Watson conversation and also to, of course, honor the life and legacy of the late, great Bill Russell. For that, we bring in Michael Wilbon, host of of PTI and of NBA Countdown. And Michael, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure you've heard the breaking news here in the last couple minutes that Sue L. Robinson the independent arbitrator has issued her decision. She did find a violation of the NFL's personal conduct policy, and she has suspended Deshaun Watson six games. What is your reaction to this news? It's shockingly late, Amber. Um, And, you know, we sort of got a hint at this, you know, yesterday when hearing that from the NFL, you know, PA, that it, it sounds like it suggests heavily 
that they weren't going to appeal, which means they had some sense of it. But trust me, if there had been a two-year suspension, of course they would never have even hinted they would not appeal. They would be ready to jump on an appeal to reduce the the time, you know, to to, to a year. Or if it was a year, reduce it to ten games. But for her decision to be six games, to me, it, given given what we know, and we don't, we haven't heard from her, and I don't know that we will. Um, it just seems shockingly light. The Cleveland Browns have to be, and Deshaun Watson have to be thrilled um, with getting a six-game suspension. Michael, I want to ask you, what from the NFL's perspective, what does the NFL need to do to show the world that they care about women? Harry, look, that's a great question. I, I don't know that there's any anything they do largely is going to be symbolic. Um, was this, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering now if this sets a precedent for what the NFL is going to do when, when it decides about what to do about Dan Snyder. Um, because, you know, it's not just the players who are governed by the collective bargaining agreement. Allegedly, the owners are as well. But it, it, it may, there may be something symbolic. I don't trust that the NFL has that as a priority. I mean, nothing that has really happened over the last, particularly now that we're talking about the culture we're in now. What's happened over the last six, eight, ten years to suggest that the NFL cares to that degree? Nothing in my mind. And so for most people, as we go forward and listen to the reaction today, are going to start to just sort of analyze what this means for the Browns. Football as usual. Training camps are going on. What does this mean for the Brownies? And, you know, I could give a damn about that now well you know there's plenty of time to get to that um but you know we'll see what the reaction from the nfl owners individually from clubs statements from players do i think this is going to be top of mind and people are going to largely have my reaction no i don't yeah, well, Bon, in my in my humble legal opinion here, I do think that uh, it probably hurt the NFL's positioning, uh, the handling of these sorts of allegations against owners in the past. And of course, you mentioned there the Daniel Snyder situation that probably didn't help actually uh, in convincing Sue Robinson that it should be a year suspension. So now we know it's six games, a lot lighter. You just indicated lighter than you expected it to be. Would you imagine that the NFL is going to appeal this decision? And if they do, if they appeal this decision, Roger Goodell issued use a decision that's heftier than this. Does that change your mind at all about how the NFL has handled this situation? I'll leave the door open, Amber, and say maybe. That's a, it's a really good and, and, and important question as we, you know, spin this forward. Um, uh, but, you know, the question is, I mean, what, what is, what's, the, what's the NFL's real appetite for this? I mean, the NFL it, it doesn't have anything to gain particularly, I mean, I guess you could say image of the question we just considered previously symbolically. The NFL doesn't really have anything to gain from having Deshaun Watson hit with a huge suspension. He's still playing and representing the NFL. Um, but so are the owners, and so is Dan Snyder. So the NFL, the league itself, is in a, you know, sort of a difficult position, a compromised position, if you will. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, how they handle it now. But, yeah, but, again, you know, suppose they really want to hit. Suppose there are important people in the league who really want to hit Dan Snyder with something heavy. How do you do that now? Can you do that now? Will it stick? Will it survive appeal? So, there, you know, there are all sorts of questions going forward that we're going to be 
hanging on to for the coming weeks and months. We're thankful to have you on this morning, Michael Wilbon, um, an icon, a legend, uh, the standard, a pillar. Bill Russell passed away yesterday peacefully. Um, what are your thoughts on Russell's impact on and off the court? Well, it, you know, it starts with just championships, winning, winner. That's what it is. I mean, we don't we don't need analytics to, you know, we don't need analytics to frame the career, the life and times of Bill Russell. Because um, people who will do that aren't paying attention to the bigger issue of what was Bill Russell's impact. He it, He's the greatest winner in the history of American sports. It's not Michael Jordan. It's not Tom Brady. It's Bill Russell. Um, I even sort of, I don't know, uh, raise eyebrows when people talk about, well, why? how was Russell able to win all those times against Bill, against Will Chamberlain and his teams? And people say, well, Bill, Bill Russell had a better team. I, I don't agree with that at all. I, I don't. Because and over the years, as a child, I accepted it, you know, watching the end of Russell's career with my dad, um, mostly Sunday afternoons when you could see the Celtics out of market. That's what you got. You got the Celtics and you got Wilt, you know, more of those games than not. And, you know, toward the end, Russell had to play against a Lakers team that had Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Wilt. How were the Celtics better than that, man for man, in terms of talent? They, they weren't, even though they had, you know, so many Hall of Famers. And, yes, Bill Russell played with Bob Cousy and John Havlicek and so many others. But Bill Russell, the, to, to frame his life and times, you deal with primarily with winning. And, and, and the, the force that he was in terms of on the basketball court also frames his life, the determination, the fight, the stubbornness, the intellect that he had to have just to get through a week, dealing with the the ignorance and the bigotry that he endured. Endurance also describes his life and times. It describes him. And, um, you know, it's, it's an enormous, so many people expressed this yesterday. It's an enormous loss. It's an enormous loss to the country. Um, someone who was awarded the Medal of Freedom, what, about 11 years ago, uh, appropriately. And so, I mean, it's something that the, the people who met Bill Russell, the players, the coaches, the, you know, the people who were impacted by his loss, they really have to, they ought to be, you know, just sitting and trying to figure out what does this mean? What does this mean? I, I think Bill Russell is the most important basketball player ever, period. That just deals with the sports part is it doesn't deal, and, but but where I'm the definition of that to me encompasses very much who he was as a man. Easily, I think the most impactful basketball player that maybe we've ever seen. Michael Wilbon, host of PTI, and of course NBA Countdown. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. All right, you guys, thanks for having me. The life and legacy of Bill Russell, it cannot be overstated enough. His impact both on and off the court. We have been discussing it all morning long. We will continue to discuss it. If you want to chime in, give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. Also, Deshaun Watson, we now have the suspension, a six-game suspension from Sue L. Robinson. No fine attached to that suspension. A much lighter sentence, so to speak, than the NFL was asking for in terms of both the suspension and in terms of the fine. We will continue to get into that. You can give us a call on that as well, 888 888- Say ESPN. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio.
Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. 